Did I ever tell you the story of when I got kicked out of school? <laughs> was it because you were at the sperm bank? No, close actually. I, got, I forgot I, about that whole joke. That was like so. That was a week ago that you told that joke. So. Yeah, I know. I know. So it's been something swimming about, in your head the whole time. There was a sperm bank, and man, what was it about? A, a cup? Yeah, there was a cup. Yeah, the Stanley Cup. But <laughs> <laughs> I ever tell you about the time I got kicked out of school because a girl, because somebody caught 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 a girl jerking me off? Hmm. Man, the teacher? Well, when I got home, like my parents... Apparently teachers do that a lot. Well, well when I got home, okay. my my parents finally, you know, they were upset with me. And they were like, oh. you know, maybe teaching isn't for you. <laughs> wait, <laughs> you wait, already spoiled wait, the joke. Wait, <laughs> I got wait kicked, so you were the teacher? I got kicked out of school because the girl was jerking me off. And my parents was like, hey, maybe okay. teaching isn't for oh, you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I took the whole, like, your mom was the teacher. Oh, so. homeschool. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been even better. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to 2019. Man. We're not in 2019 right now, but you are. We're close enough. We're close enough, yeah. I mean, we're, we're speaking from the past. Yeah. A whole a whole slew of things have... I mean, the, the government shutdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it still going? I don't even know anymore. Who cares? I mean, did they close off the wall with Mexico? I mean, the, <laughs> the, the border with Mexico? And, what, what about the caravans? What about the loads of concrete being porn into the soil oh, to no. keep the Guatemalans away. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know, we'll I never guess. Know. We'll never know. Good thing we were born here, Mike. Um, Wait, you weren't. I, I was I mean, <laughs> someone who was born here porked somebody who wasn't born here, right. and then I was born. Luckily, Therefore, I am born here. Luckily, they didn't build a wall along the western coast of California, <laughs> Yep. or else you wouldn't have been able to get in on, no. on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> We're climbing! We're climbing! <laughs> Just like all those people gonna, who can't take a plane over a wall. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna build a wall over California and we make Philippines pay for it. They should. I think Duterte he's working on that, right? Uh, Duterte he, he's is saving up the money best for president. He's saving up money for the wall yeah. over California. I mean Duterte is not as good as like my favorite president, President Trump, but I know. Like he's close. I I, I think How the, many more people does does Duterte need to kill? personally by throwing out of his helicopter for him to be my favorite the answer is thousands i was gonna say just like 16 or 17 probably <laughs> we're getting close that would be enough rounded it up <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we're in a whole different state of mind with this new year thing going on i mean we i know we say this every year but goddamn bring bring me the horizons new album it's I mean, so good do we have it yet is it here? I think by the time this episode comes out, we will not have it. We will not have it. Because is there again, anything else in January? The Fever, 333. Is there anything else in January? 
<laughs> Polyenso. Wow, three albums. <laughs> three highly anticipated albums. Oh, man. In ja- already in January. I the year us. is over. We're done. I foresee. We've got an honorable mention. We've got uh, yeah, a worst album. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I foresee us liking one of those three. Yes. Like, I don't know which one it will be. But it will probably end up being one out of those three. (laughs) (laughs) We'll wait and see. But for now... I've already written my 2019 best albums of the year. Okay. Yeah. Bring me the horizon. Well, it's it's Metallica's number two. (laughs) Bring me the horizon's number one. Oh, man. Is Metallica due? They did one in 2008. One in 2016? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember when yeah, that, that was. Yeah. weird Hard album Wired came. to self-destruction, I think it was. <laughs> was that 15 or 16? Oh, I can't remember man, anymore. That, that was at your old house, so that was 15. No, it was here. It was here? Yeah, it was here. Oh, so yeah, it was in the other... other it could have been 15 or 16, for all we know. It doesn't matter, baby. It's dozens of, of listens later. I mean, I've listened to that album so many times <laughs> over the past three to four years. Unfortunately, you have. So what what does the skinny hold for 2019, Mike? Do we even have a podcast anymore? Well, I say as long as we're still breathing, as long as we're still close friends, pod. as long as we still like music, pod. the skinny will still pod. And it all depends on how needy my children become yeah your daughter is growing less and less needy very less needy she's like she's a preteen she's like hanging out in buses playing Fortnite, and yeah. mike's just like cool and <laughs> <laughs> you mike do said, that go do that with an unknown stranger who drives this bus um with your mother <laughs> well, might as well be a stranger to me was she driving the bus i have no idea I, th- I thought it was just like a random man who who drives the bus and all the kids get thrown around in the back while they're playing video games. A white unmarked bus with no windows. <laughs> hey, kids, you want to play Fortnite? <laughs> so your daughter is increasingly less dependent. Yes. My daughter is increasingly more dependent. Yes. Um, are you married yet? No. Tw- in 2019? Oh, by the end of 2019? Mm-hmm. Let's hope so. Okay. Yeah, that's what we're shooting for. Because I, I have to help with that yeah, in some way. I could use your help. It'll be on top of a mountain, right? We'll see. That's where the the wedding will be. Yes. A la Ron Burgundy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so, and Erica is a fairy and you are the fairy's fairy's husband? A fairy husband, yes. A gay man marrying a straight woman, yes. Okay. I didn't know if you were going to like look at all those Tinkerbell movies like and dress the way the boys dress. Yeah, I mean, they they just wear like tunics and... Pretty short, much short pants, and and some are really fat. And caps and others are are. I've, I've got the glasses. cap down. Okay, yeah. the Peter Pan cap. The Peter Pan cap. Yeah. And others are very muscular. Mm-hmm. Some are, and others just wear giant glasses. Yep. But all Nerd. the women, all the women fairies are smoking Gel-mate. hot. <laughs> They're smoking, smoking. Oh yeah, yeah. We got to teach the women, young women of today, how to dress for the men. <laughs> <laughs> me too <laughs> it's just the way it goes yeah so i'll be on top of a mountain maybe 2019 eventually. maybe less misogynistic jokes from the skinny with mike Adam. only time will tell. nobody seems to be calling us out <laughs> nobody gets us well because they know we're we're jesting which is good gestating maybe just <laughs> <laughs> no your wife's done gestating a baby. oh god if i have to gestate another offspring i'm going to I'm out of here. Is it time to snip, snip? There's a the, well. I don't need to. It's it's called birth control. Oh, okay. And snip, ab- snip is a form of birth control. <laughs> Let us not forget abstinence as being the best method. That's probably the best method of birth control. Yeah. <laughs> so the you know we don't need to make another deformed child, do we? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's messed up. <laughs> She's getting less deformed as the months go by. She had her surgery. 
She sleeps. Yeah. Sometimes. She's a very well-behaved baby. She behaves. Yeah. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. Except when she's throwing up all over you because you gave her three extra drops of of milk. Yeah. And she's just like, look, look, everywhere do all over. Do it again and do it right. <laughs> all over your shirt and pants and self and chair. Take off your pants and jacket. I already did. That's how, what got us in this mess. <laughs> hey <Hey-o. laughs> So, I mean, what else? I mean, we're going to have the Super Bowl coming up and we'll, yeah. when are we going to do our, 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 our song? That, our songs for Mike, I mean. I figured, I figured it'd be appropriate to do that during our skinny draft. Okay. Yeah. During the Super Bowl episode then. During the Super Bowl episode, yeah. All right. That will make sense. We'll make a playlist and we'll have it on a loop. We'll just and, do the first two songs so the listeners can hear it. Okay. And then. We'll mute it. <laughs> only I can hear it. Well, my wife had a good idea of just having you with an earbud. You're on your this ear. journey with me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I don't know why I didn't think about that ahead of time. Well, I, I guess like, oh, I, I could. Just have him plug into the speakers and only he can hear it <laughs> the whole time. I guess I could. That would be very torturous. I mean, you are you are the, the master of this of this bet. You have You have beaten me. Do we need to consult the tape? We do need to consult <laughs> to find out the official stakes. <laughs> <laughs> I have it written down word for word too, so I think okay. we'll just have to, you know, just just read what it says, and then we can okay. we, can, we can then we can just uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Interpret it as we see fit. <laughs> there you go. I think that will work. So we are now being joined by the youngest member of the Skinny Nation. Well, she found out that we're we're going to be talking about the best songs of the year, and she really wanted to participate in this. One. It, it's her year. This she was born year. this year. She's These are young- your songs, Iris. She's the youngest skinhead we know. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's time that we introduce her to the songs that made her year the best year. I'd say so. So when she listens to this in 20 years or so, mm-hmm. she can be like, the songs suck, Dad. What the hell is your problem? <laughs> Dad, your music tastes bad and you should feel bad. She might just say that. <laughs> She's looking at me like, yeah, that, that's exactly what's on my mind right now. This this Brian Fallon guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who listens to him is a queer. Queer. Uh, yeah. So uh, any 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 new business before we get started? I think I'm set. I think, I think we're I'm all ready. set too. So let's draw this year to a close. Let us. It's been rough. Let us put an end to this year with my number six. Adam, did you know that one of my favorite bands released an album this year, a divisive that- album? Would that be Dance, Gavin, Dance? Dance, Gavin, Dance, a song I already talked about. That's right. So they're obviously not, no other song on his list. So one of his favorite bands, who else was? Actually, a lot of my favorite bands. Senses Fail. Senses Fail did release an album this year, a divisive album. Did Thursday release an album this year? I wish. (laughs) This this list would be just 12 Thursday songs (laughs) and one Brian Brown song. Right. Um, No, uh, actually one of my favorite bands who have been uh, out of the limelight for a while for release their comeback album and this is by far the coolest one I'm gonna say the coolest song that came out in 2019 this is 2019 18 <laughs> I'm already in 2019 mode uh, wow when this song first aired and, the, and by the time the song ended like I was blown away at how incredibly unique this song is and it's all just the same song components that they normally have just done in a slightly different way they got their synth elements they've got their and and, and what they did that was unique with this was they <laughs> she burped uh she they uh 
really distorted the bass in a really interesting way to make one of the coolest breakdowns I've ever heard. And that, of course, is the song No Frame by Under Oath. Thank you. Goddamn. Oh, were you... I don't know why I couldn't remember that. I know Uh, the song. Yeah, shout out to the song um, On My Teeth, which was the first single off of the song. I I really considered putting... that would have been your song. I really considered putting that one because when that song came out, there was this beautiful time period mm-hmm. where everybody was in love with Under Oath. They were again. excited. I mean, really, it started in you know 2015. Yeah, through the second single. Correct. So, yeah, correct. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I feel like the song is a spiritual successor to one of my favorite Under Oath, Under Oath songs, uh, "Paper Lung" from uh, Disambiguation. There you go. I don't know if you remember that one. I'm sure I've heard it okay. many times, but, uh, and I don't remember anything. The incredible about it. use of electronics and distorted bass create a dark, nightmarish atmosphere. And the lyrics which tell a haunting story of the narrator getting lost in time, losing days, so to speak, due to uh, possibly drug use or something even more sinister that I didn't catch. Overall, the amazing song, uh, which hints at a direction that I really hope Underoath explores future, if hopefully some future releases going forward. Wasn't this one of Dave's worst songs of this album? No, he didn't like the, the second single. Right here. Well, I know. Yes. That distorted bass. You, the, the, amazing what, what you can do with just putting pedals on a bass. It's it's where... I, it's almost like where this album needed to go. Yeah. But I guess that would have been too jarring of a change. I, I really wish most of the album sounded like this. I mean, I don't like this song. Don't get me oh, wrong. God. But if they had <laughs> made the album a little bit more like this, sure, maybe. Would you have liked them to go in this weirder direction? As long as it was still good. Yeah. And then like this was the only song I didn't like. <laughs> That'd be fine. But <laughs> what a world we would live in if this was the worst song on that album, right? I know exactly. <laughs> One of my favorites. Oh, Burp. Excuse yourself, so gassy. Girl. <laughs> I can't tell if that means she's a fan of the song or not. <laughs> All she knows is that she needs to has a lot of Under Oath to listen to still. <laughs> yes. Please, please, please be a fan of Under Oath when you get older. It'll be I'm retro trying. by the time you... By the time you're it's retro now. <laughs> it kind of is, yeah. Oh, and I just love the crescendo at the end. Just the, uh, the, the passion in, in, in this final verse. I, I, I love every... What, what don't you like about this song? Um, the oh, so you don't like the the part that I feel like is the coolest part? I mean, that's fine, but it's like the last minute of the song, you know. Oh, okay, that I don't understand actually. So it's polarizing. It's polarizing. Okay, so either make the whole album sound like that or not. Yeah, I think right? that's like my number one criticism of uh, Erase Me as a whole is that it didn't do enough to try to boldly to try to you know boldly go in this direction and, and, and plant their feet in the ground. Right. Well, sometimes you're just too successful. <laughs> this sometimes album, we're just too good. This know? album only went to number two, right? It did, yeah. Something like that. So it's not like they... I don't know. It's not like they tried. <laughs> it's not like they tried to make it a little bit more Suddenly appealing. the radio is interested in us. Suddenly. I mean, in reality, that song is not a radio song. That is not a radio so song I at all. can't fault them too much for that all right let's let's jump into probably the most fun song yet yet still a dark song okay but probably the most up-tempo besides tiny moving parts oh but, by the way from here on out for me 
Nothing but sadness. <laughs> Nothing but sadness. Well, this is definitely a sad song, but it's definitely the the fastest paced sad song I'm going to be playing. Okay. <laughs> so, um, this little band d- d- deems no introduction Ooh. because we've already established this is one of our favorite bands. Love this band. And will probably continue to be our favorite band even if they've continued to make albums that are still just as good as this. Poor production you know? be damned. The song is Crimson Sand. The song is Crimson Sand, my favorite track on this album. Nice. Man, did it just keep on staying with me through yeah. the, the the rounds and rounds of moving on. Um, and we were a little off-put by this album, too, when, it, when we first listened to it, you know? It, it kind of grew on you. It does kind of sound like a Zero song. Yeah. But then this uh, chorus sounds a lot like Hurt. It does. Don't you think? Smooth transition, too. I love that. So, you know, even even the screaming on the bridge doesn't off-put me very much. It did at first, though, didn't it? At, at first, yes. But, you know, now, what, eight months later mm-hmm. or so? Bye, Daddy. Bye, pumpkin. Have fun. My daughter is leaving for a six-year-old birthday party. Man, that is, that's good times. <laughs> I'd so, rather be doing that than talking about the best songs of the year. Bye, kid. I love you. So, but, yeah, this song always kept on getting better and better. Love you. Um... And the, the, the that chorus, oh, yeah, that's just that's just classic, classic uh, Hawthorne Heights right here. So I had one other song. I think it was was it Push You Back? No, track nine. Push me away. Push me away. Oh, that is a great song too. That was yeah. the, that was the one that Dave put. Um, but no, this song was always good. Even even this slightly weird. Screaming on the chorus, it's, it's, on it's the bridge. It's the production. The production of this album holds it back from being like, one of Hawthorne Heights' great seconds. So for bands that get rid of all screaming in their songs, mm-hmm. it's surprising that this band hasn't. But well, they've been easing off of it slowly, yeah. surely, especially after Casey died. I would, I'm just surprised that they still have screaming. Yeah, I and mean, they still want to. They still want to do it. So hey, cool. I, I think if they incorporate screaming in the future, maybe try to make it sound less like Casey and just do their own thing. I mean, they did it great on Hurt. They did, and on Hell. I think it's hope. because they weren't trying to copy <laughs> Casey. Hate and Hope. Yeah. And Zero, and I mean, those are all been pretty solid releases as yeah. far as I can tell. So keep on making good Hawthorne Heights. They are a consistent band, and I don't think we have to worry about them for a while. Well, it's been three years, so it'll probably be another three years till the next one. That's right? true, yeah. We'll see what happens. I don't know what this band's going to be doing in the future, but uh, I don't know. They seem happy. They seem content with where they're at. Mm-hmm. They're, they're doing everything on their own. They got their following. They raised their money all on their own, too. And, yep. you know, they, they, I think they're successful. They're, they're one of the bands, too, that um, is a great example of like a band that does everything completely independent. I think on my, my blog, of this being one of my honorable <clears> mentions, <throat> when I mentioned that, like... Even though it, the, everything seems ingenuine yeah. and the production is what it is, you still can't help but love it. <laughs> yeah, know? it's because they it's, do it so well. It's really a weird yeah, way of thinking about it. There's even, no way he's singing about uh, you know teenage depression issues still at this age. You know he has a daughter my age? Your age? Yeah. JT Woodruff has a daughter my age. I mean, my daughter's <laughs> age. <laughs> How can a 40-year-old man have a daughter who's 32? Right. right. <laughs> Hey, yo, I just want to shout out to my to my daughter who's celebrating her ninth birthday today. That don't make me an old dude or anything. I had her when I was eight. 
<laughs> anyway, number. Wow. That, that like took me on a weird headspace. Like, oh my god, how old is he? <laughs> I said that wrong. His daughter is my daughter's age. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> she was like six. Yeah. Or eight or something during the podcast days. Correct. Us, and that yeah. was three years ago now. Yeah. Okay, scary. Have they even released another podcast since then? We'll never know. Nope. We'll never know, Mike. Podcaster of the show, Hawthorne, Hawthorne Heights. Number, Number, Number five, five. for me. So now we're getting into kind of like the uh, the emotional Feels. territory. Now, Feels. Is, these are the songs I, I reserved for for the ones that strike me in an existential way, Ooh. in a personable way. Uh, and so why weren't all five of these songs on Sleepwalkers? Good. Because... I don't. I didn't want to talk about twelve sleepwalker songs. <laughs> Do you understand you my should. plight? Do you, you understand my you're plight? You're supposed to. Anyway, what's your number five? My number one album of all time, Adam. <laughs> number one album. <laughs> I couldn't I put do it. it. I legitimately put Sleepwalkers at my number three. Oh, still it could change. Divisive, on, huh? Uh, it could still change on appeal, but okay, that's where it's at right now. Nice. Okay. Cool. Did you did you shuffle your top two? No. Okay. So it's still horrible. It's still words. And AFI. I, yes. Cool. All right. Well, number five today is a song from an album. Overall, the album was like, all right, that was, that was pretty good. This song though struck uh, stuck out to me like immediately, mm. and uh, I think you'll recognize this song too. Um, so I empathize a lot with songs about feeling this, lost and having this, no purpose. Mrs. Myers? Huh? Is this Mrs. Myers? This is uh, this is Thirty Seconds to Mars. Oh yes, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll recognize him once the song okay. starts. Uh, the narrator in this incredibly catchy and synth-driven song doesn't know what he wants with life, uh, or even or even where to start looking. Instead, he leaves it up to the universe to decide for him. He puts so much faith in that things will work out for him that he gives up on finding the answers himself. I like how the message is a contradiction of itself, as I feel like it does a good job of expressing the emotional state of people who may not have who may not have felt that before. My favorite lines of this song are, uh, I'm sick of writing sad songs to hide my shame, because I need more than drugs to escape my pain, but someday I will. Oh, someday I will. This is the song Transient from the band Makari. That's right. Yeah. I'm like sitting here. I know this song. <laughs> yeah. Incredible been, chorus. Incredible. Been talking about this song for yeah. months now. Incredibly catchy, memorable chorus that I've just been singing in my head uh, uh, over and over again all year. And then you, and then I dug deep into the song and I found out that it's, it, it's a song about existential crisis. It's, you know, and when I get to my number one, uh, it, this will kind of make more sense, but you know, uh, you know, I have, I, Throughout my life, I've always struggled with purpose and struggled with, um, you know, what, 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 is, what is my place in the world and if I can contribute to the world in any meaningful way. Mm. And a lot of the times because of my upbringing and because of the way I was raised and the way I was beaten down a lot and emotionally, you know, hard, hard struck, you know, I, I kind of just... Sometimes I just I, I wait for the answers to come come to me instead of fighting them for myself through the words of a 22 year old man. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> they know how to. Speak I've waited to you, for so. I've waited for Transient by Macari to come out for me to actually figure that out for to myself. Finally, get it. <laughs> Been beaten down. But so no, much. but I I do like how the message is accessible to to um to others as well, and I, I, I it's 
it, it not only strikes the chord of being a very of being an amazing song on its own on its own two feet but it has a meaningful message behind it too and it's I beautiful and I can and I can I, I appreciate that on, on on in its totality and I love that about it it's hard to tell if this band will go on to bigger and better things I doubt it I'd like to believe it but uh, man. I think this band suffers from like I the Mighty Hands, hands Like Houses Syndrome where you know they'll release a few really good stuff and technically speaking they're nothing an amazing sticks. band like nothing will stick in the same nothing way nothing will stick yeah. except for Transient Transient except for Transient. a great song <laughs> yeah because I, I felt he was very like Mikey Sawyer sounding in a, a way a little bit with yeah. his vocals I got on a lot tracks. of like Hands Like Houses vibes I think I said it was like a Mikey Sawyer swan core band Ooh. when we when yeah, I first listened to it that's a pretty good comparison yeah. yeah so I mean either way it had some good elements I hope that it gets better yeah. Or it continues to evolve. Yeah, so we'll um, see what this yeah. band does in the future. But like because of the strength of this one song, I'm really interested to see where they go to next. All and right. I hope they kind of keep on doing like this synth-driven rock. Because uh, mm. they, they did it really well in this album. Unfortunately, the songwriting wasn't as strong as it was like in the song. But um, yeah, I hope people can listen to this song and kind of find the meaning in it for themselves. Feel like, that's the kind purpose. of what the song meant to me. And it, uh, it really spoke to me on a very existential dread sort of way, you know? But still hopeful. It's hopeful, yet still kind of um, dreading. So you would do a good job of empathizing with lead singers. I do. Better than I do. <laughs> Look at this. This is whiny crybaby. <laughs> There's... It's like, I can listen to it, but I, I don't... I don't reach it on the same emotional level yeah i get it except with some yeah <laughs> except with one <laughs> and it's hard to do that on a band's first album to just be like oh man like i he's so deep yeah but it also makes <laughs> me trepidatious for what's cut what's to come because you right. don't know if they're going to strike gold again right or if they just blew their load in one song <laughs> that can happen sometimes as we've discussed many times before that is the weird thing to go back and listen to old podcasts and us to be excited about bands that we can care less about now. Yeah, right. <laughs> two, two, exactly. two years later. <laughs> All right. So my number five album was definitely my introduction to this band. Oh, it's not Brian Fallon. It's not a Brian Fallon, but it adds to the ongoing dilemma that was the weightiness of just a just just a couple of albums this year, right? Just a couple of albums. Held a lot of weight. The ones that were not in your shame spiral? That were not in the shame spiral. So I had no idea what to expect when Tiny Moving Parts I expected jumped into my iPod. For sure to be uh, your top 12. And I think, yeah, it was just, it was so refreshing. It was so unexpected. It was so poppy. And it was so freaking dynamic. And it was like... <laughs> and it was like the, the you could tell after more and more listens that this is a band who's been together for a long time. Yeah, because they they work together so well. All, all the yes. parts, especially if you listen for it, everybody's doing their part and complimenting. On so this, this is, is track one. Applause. By applause. The way. Yeah. Like every time I listen to it, it's just like I'm I'm fucking ready for this album. And then Dave posted the video for this song, and I was like. Well, Boats. <laughs> how about that? Boats. <laughs> <laughs> it's just them wearing tiny shorts on a boat and so just many mustaches. Time, Adam, I know. Let the boys have a good time. It was fine. It was reminded <laughs> me that they're very young men, <laughs> but they wrote some damn good songs this year. And I could never get around this song 
continuing to get me pumped and hyped. It just sets the mood for the mm-hmm. entire album really well, too. Very much so. And all it is is just about breathing. Yep, that's all it is. <laughs> Swallow an important oxygen, part of life. expand and hold it in. <laughs> something, something. Applause, my lungs still breathing. Mm-hmm. Like, well, he's still alive. He made it through another Minnesota winter. <laughs> Somehow he's still Good alive. Good for you. So I think that was why they were happy to be out on, on the boat. Mm-hmm. And like even doing something just simple like this, everybody drops out except for that little... Oh, yeah. It's effective. It's simple yet effective. And you notice the theme of the climb. I'm a sucker for that shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you do it well, I mean... I know. Got you hook, line, and sinker. So it just always worked for me when it came to this band. Mm. So, like I said... Two particular albums waited this year quite a bit. <laughs> All right. So next, <laughs> if you'll notice, <laughs> because in last week's episode you said you didn't want a certain artist all, you know, bunched up into one. So next we're gonna get a Brian Fallon song. Adam's number four. So this was another song from this album. <laughs> it was. It was, it? wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> More to come, perhaps. We'll, well see. Let's just say. Two, three, four, five, six. There's six artists on my top twelve list. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, six. Oh, okay. <laughs> well then. <laughs> so what we have heard, we've already heard. Yeah. Or have we? <laughs> or have we? <laughs> There's only four songs on my top twelve list that aren't on said two albums. Right. We've already played those four. (laughs) So I think it's safe to say then that my number four will not be on your list. Or number or number uh, three or two. (laughs) Well, there you go. Mike didn't like Tiny Moving Parts as much as the rest of us. I loved Tiny Moving Parts. But the albums, their songs, while good and effective and catchy, didn't speak to me on an existential level like Panic at the Disco did. (laughs) <laughs> overpass, man. Something overpass. about an overpass. It's always worth it, right? Oh, man. So another one of my favorite bands released an album in 2018. And, uh, oh, boy, was I nervous for this Uh-oh. album because uh, uh, their last album was your worst album mm-hmm. of that year. Oh, boy. It sure was. But they made but to number four? They did. Whoa. Yeah. Orlando is for miscarriage. It, it, not that song, <laughs> but... Um, this 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 song here I think is uh is uh appropriate I think to put okay. as, as 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 high up on its list as as it is. Well, the song this, is very good. I will this give you is that the title track off of "If There Is Light, It Will Find You" by Senses Fail. Shout out to the song, Gold Jacket, Green Jacket. Who gives a shit? I don't care what anybody says. I love the pompousness <laughs> and the uh, and just how angry that song is you know and it it's, owns it i love it you think these songs own things that i'm not so sure about i don't know how we're not they, ta- i don't we're know not how they bought it right to the point of owning it <laughs> we're not talking about that song right now uh right now we're going to be talking about this this is the title track of census fail's newest album and it's an emotional and heart-wrenching story about coping with loss mm. no matter no matter who how or why we lose someone close to us we will definitely be defined with how we cope with that loss. Luckily, in this case, Buddy chose to cope using compassion and love. For I, once. For once, yeah. <laughs> I cannot so. imagine the grief that goes along with burying your child. 
It's a pain that I hope that I never have to experience. I hope that no one that I know will ever have to experience. But for Buddy, even in the face of uncertainty, he chose to love himself and to live a life of compassion instead of anger. My favorite lines, if, there, if we don't lose someone who we would die for, how would we pick ourselves off the floor? And face each day as if we're not dying alone. We've got to love ourselves. That's how we respect our dead. Well, there you go. And the story of the song, too, is brilliant in how the first verse talks about how nervous he is being a new, a new father. How he's so uncertain that uh, I want to pass down is more than... Is being a father than... hard, Mike? Uh, sometimes. Is being a, a father difficult for Not anyone ever? Not at all. You could Never. do it by yourself. <laughs> But the, the first verse is about the uncertainty of, of being a new father and, and just kind of kind of the, 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 the stresses and the uncertainties that we all feel. I think, you know, I want to pass down more than my name. I want to give my child a, a, a new life or a good life. Hmm. And then the second verse comes in, and this is after the tragedy just happened. And oh. now his fears have shifted to, well, my life is over. How am I going to cope now? Well, every day I miss you and every day... I can't there stop you. thinking about you. I just there want to die go. so that I can be with you. And the worst. It's the worst so, feeling that, you know, even though I can't relate to it, I can still empathize with it. I can still imagine how hard that kind of grief is, you know? It's as we're sitting here with my six month old baby. Beautiful baby. Screaming into the microphone. Screaming into micro into <laughs> happiness. And smiling at me with her big old freaking face. Um, I mean, the only way to get around it is for you to not take care of yourself like you are now so that you can make sure you die before your child. Because if you keep working idea. out the way you are, you're going to live to be like 120. Yeah. And I don't know if Zoe's going to make it to, <laughs> to 100, you know? Right. I, it's, right. It might not happen. So you need to give up now. Right. <laughs> oh, and boy. she could watch you die and live a happy life. Yes. <laughs> but I do hope that, uh, you know, one day when... Uh, you know, I'm buried and my my daughter is there that she'll think back and, you know, she'll think back at my life and just kind of and, and, and think of it with, with reverence and, and think about it with, well, well, my dad was a great dad and he gave, always, me a, he gave me as good a life as he could have and, you know. She'll always have the podcast to remember. She'll always have the podcast <laughs> to see me at my lowest. <laughs> at your lowest, your highest, my highest and your in-betweenest. Everything in-betweenest. Because it'll be on the internet for the rest of time. Forever. There's no reason for it not to. Yep. So, and I love the sentiment, true. too, of that line, too. If there is light, I hope it finds you. Because uh, throughout all of Census Fail's career, like, Buddy's been a very staunch and uh, uh, very anti-religion. Anti-Christian but, um, afterlife person. The, the, the sentiment, though, like, even though I don't know what's beyond this life, uh, I'll never know until maybe perhaps I die, too. If whatever is Perhaps. out there, I hope that it finds you and I hope that it makes you happy because you belong to the stars now. You belong to the universe. You belong to whatever's out there. And I'm going to stay here in this plane of existence and oh. not skip the music. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm going to make you happy. I'm going to make you proud by living a good life and there being happy are. and remembering I just you. There's no reason for him not to make an entire album of really good songs like this. Like he and just did. He could have, <laughs> he could have done a lot better with this album. Oh, that's true. Yeah, this, the, the, the song was still very good. The album suffers from, um, you know, just very first draft kind of sounding. 
and um, yeah, and and but none of those problems exist in the song too, which is I think what makes it so powerful. Perhaps. You know, while you're kind of rolling your eyes at some of the lines in Gold Jacket, Green Jacket, or yes. while you're kind of cringing at the I I I vocalizations. Yes. I hope I die in the back of a van. Yeah, <laughs> hope I die in the back of a van. Like you know, you're not you're not you're not you're not hearing any of those things in this song. You're just kind of enjoying it for what it is, and 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 your heart breaking for for what happened and the way he and the passion that he exudes in each of the lyrics hopefully he can still find a way to make his life meaningful yeah like give music that people love to the world like continue to have fans and music and a career it's so hard fans music and a career (laughs) you know this Did we just talk about that for six minutes? I did. Holy cow. Because it's a great song. Good lord. It's a great song. There's a lot to digest and a lot to dissect from this song, too. Well, it's one of those things where you stare at your child and you realize how difficult your last six months have been because of said child. You know what? And then you're like, but that baby is so goddamn cute. Look at her. And I'm so glad she, you know, lived. (laughs) You know, not a lot of babies do. Yeah, there's. This, I mean, well, okay. I'll rephrase that. A lot of babies don't right. <laughs> make it through gestation, and uh, you know, Orlando, man, Orlando. Orlando is going to be our, our key word for anything related to miscarriages. Yeah, uh, just be like, psh, 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 I made it through that song without crying. You did it, Mike. There's only three more to go, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> All righty. Well, this might be an artist that we've talked of. This might be an artist that I'm means something to us. Preemptively write the name Brian Fallon here to my Preemptively list. say that you might be wrong. But am I? Or maybe <laughs> Escape the Fate was just that good. Now, I'll just go ahead and start the song. Because Yeah. It's the other it's another song where I'm always just like, hey, it's starting, it's cool, the song's fine, whatever. This, is, this song is the wonderful life of this album. It's it's cool, whatever. Yeah. I don't I don't mind whatever. <laughs> but then he starts singing along with your good friend Brian. Yeah. And you get into what the hell's going on mm-hmm. with the darkness mm-hmm. and the death. And for some reason he turns it into a a, 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 a pop ditty, a uppity <laughs> '60s fucking pop song. Would and you remember me after you die? Because I'd remember you if you. Ever I, I would come die. visit you, so you better come visit me. Yeah, because my better bring my that black dress. My bones are still rumbling. Yeah. So it just it it puts me in the right mood. Like no matter how dark it is, I never end the song feeling bad. <laughs> Right, exactly. Regardless. Which is so odd because it is, <laughs> like, for con- just the context, it is so heavy. <laughs> it's really, really heavy. Yeah. And I'll, I'll start this album and just be like, eh, I'm just going to listen to Sleepwalkers real quick, whatever. <laughs> no one listens to Sleepwalkers real quick. <laughs> and then I'm always like, oh, it's, it's Forget Me Not, that's fine. That's, it's a good song. And then I'm always in a good mood mm-hmm. when the song is over. <laughs> Every fucking time. Oh. Like, and even in listening to it out of context of the album, just in lieu of my top songs, yeah. like I was just like, I'm so fucking happy yeah. <laughs> every time. So it's like, it's number four though. Weird, right? Yeah. And I think I, I 
bring it down a couple of notches just because it was the single. Yeah, <laughs> the first single. But so, it's also you know I don't know. It, it was it was this it was the song that introduced us to this album too. It was the one I think it was the one song that you listened to before this album came out, right? Yeah, I yeah. listened to oh no the the first track, track one. Yeah, it's heaven. Yeah. Once I listened yeah. to this one like twice, and I'm like, I was like I should stop. Nope, <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't do it again. And it's it's just so great. It is. It's, there's this is one of those like it's a flawless song. Flawless song in its message, in its execution, mm-hmm. and its multiple interpretations. Now, the the bridge is not epic. This is like one of the weakest bridges on the album, don't you think? <laughs> I don't know, I think it's effective. I, I like the bridge. Even though he's saying, like, I promise you that if I find someone, I won't forget you. Right. Even if they do all the things that I couldn't do for you. So right. it's just like, hey, oh it's, it's heavy. It's heavy. And you played it during our best ofs. I did. So Adam, Trembling. shout out for me for the song "Forget Me Not." Well, there you go. It's not my number one. I, I knew it wouldn't be because you you yeah. played it last played time. It. So it's one. It's a song that still hasn't been played yet. Hasn't been played yet. <laughs> and then here comes the sun. Very important song mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Most people's lives. It just it just makes me makes me so happy every time. Number three album of all time. <laughs> Number three album of all time. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I don't feel happy after listening to Horrible Crows. No, you don't. I guess I don't. I guess I feel happier after I listen to this. Right. I'm always happy after listening to AFI. Yeah, that's true. So that's why I always put that album above it. Okay. But well, the, the, the Sleepwalkers is a complex album. It full is. Full of like, complex, heavy emotions, you know? I don't know if you're meant to be happy. I get a little happy though, you know, listening to this because there's a lot of there's a lot of hope hopefulness in this album. In this a album weird too. sort of way, yeah. In a weird dark sort of way, but it's, it's exactly what we needed in February coming into this album. Perfect single, I think. Yeah. Perfect single. Perfect way to introduce the world to. There's this a lot album. of perfect singles on that album, yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> you had to narrow it down somewhere, I guess. All right. So, number three. The song two? of which this, my number three uh, song, the album that which my number three song comes off of, uh, not a perfect album. Uh, you know, I looked, I really looked forward to it because um, their, to, their 2015 album was one of my favorites that year. Um, but, uh, you know, we said what we had to say on this album. Yes. But uh, this song here. Again, it, it 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 struck a chord with me because of its message. Escape the fate. Escape the fate with I am human. <laughs> um, no, no, this is Wonder Years. This is the Wonder Years, of course. Pyramids of Salt. Uh, Pyramids of Salt tells the story of powerlessness and internalizing that feeling uh, by feeling like everything that goes wrong for the people that you love is your fault. Ooh. Uh, the song seems to imply that the person in need is refusing help and that in turn makes the narrator feel worthless and lost hmm. thematically the song pulls from one of my favorite songs of all time called no closer to heaven and uh, also stained glass ceilings with the references to the hands oh, yes. um, the, in, in those songs he was referencing the idle hands i didn't do anything to stop right. these tragedies now it's his uh, worthless hands. now he's trying and they still don't care they still don't care they're still not working um, a lot of times in my life, I feel the need. I feel like I need to help people, make them happy, make them feel loved, 
even if it's at the extent of my uh, expense. I'm sorry, of my own happiness. You know what you should do if you want to get rid of that? Go into a career where you help people for ten solid hours every single day. I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> then you'll I know feel you're like. Jesting, <laughs> then you'll be like, that. I think I've done enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've helped the world enough. I want to go home now. Thirty-five perhaps, years of a career. <laughs> perhaps it's because I wish to feel needed in the world, or perhaps oh, yeah. it's because I never got that selflessness from people in my past. But um, yeah, that's why the that's why the song speaks to me so much. Uh, my favorite lines are here in the bridge. It's talking about every every year we talk about bridges, and I'm sorry, and I understand if you blame me, and I'm helpless, and you're drowning, and I'm beating at the water here so desperately, so Whoa. desperately, so desperately. Yeah. So again, this is this song will make the reason why the song speaks to me so much. It's gonna feed into why my number one speaks to me so much. But this is a song that gets me choked up because I kind of suffer from that need to kind of always want to help people and always feel like I need to, I need, to, I I need to fix your problems. I need to be the one to to make you happy again. And I've if, noticed. If I yeah exactly. <laughs> and if, if more, I, so, more so your 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 messages to Dave. Sure. When he's makes an offhanded comment about something. Oh. They're like, you know what you should do is colon <laughs> paragraph. Essay, the- thesis. Paragraph, yeah. Well, and, and if people don't like that, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I... <laughs> you never say you didn't like it. But, right. Yeah. If, if, I'm, if I'm thrusting if I'm thrusting unwanted <laughs> advice onto you, please let me know because that's something I need to consider because I also need to consider other people's feelings when people try to maybe open up to me and maybe... I open the up a goal too much. Is to wait for them to ask you. Sure. Or for you to say, <laughs> I'm "Do you want my advice?" <laughs> I'm always here for you. But I'm always here. Like for right you. now, when I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that, that's something that I've kind of like. That's something I kind of like need to learn how to balance. I think you know, I need to learn mm. while I can because it can, can come off as very presumptive. Yeah. Pretentious. Yeah. Egotistical. And I don't want to do I don't want to do that. I don't want to come across as that. But like but I like, still I solved my problems doing this. No, and I don't <laughs> But I, I, well, I don't we know wanna... that's not true because you have your own fair share. Of yeah, things. and I don't want to ever come off that way too because all I really want is I just want the people that I love to be happy. Right. And sometimes I got to I I need, I know I need to learn sometimes to like um, rein it in sometimes and not give unwanted advice. So if, if I ever give you unwanted advice, please let me know. They need to learn from their own consequences. Yeah. Exactly. But that's a good way to put it. This is soupy going through that whole process. Yeah. That's in this like, God damn it, I've gone too far. And I love the story of like, you know, trying to draw a line on the beach sand and the waves just washing it over. You know? it's, a, it's, it's, it's a great metaphor. I like Very metaphors. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard stories of your metaphor enjoyment. <laughs> I love metaphors. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a beautiful song too. I had I had a lot of songs from this album that made my top fifty three. Oh yeah, but none that made my top twelve. None. This one was Pyramid definitely there. I, I liked at least three or four more songs from this album. Okay, cool. It was really surprising when I went back and I was like, man, yeah, there's some pretty good songs on here. Yeah, I, I definitely had to choose this one. This one spoke to me from the moment I listened to it. it. It's a weird buryment of that band because it was like, oh, it was a really good album, and I gave it an eight out of an eleven, and it's my top what. 12 or 13 album yeah and then we're just like but it was kind of a disappointment think about it, <laughs> it was because I mean the songs that are good they're not like amazing they're not like cigarettes and saints they're not like cigarettes and saints they're no stained glass ceilings yeah so it's but 
Oh man, it's I the hate... same way I feel about the new Dashboard Confessional album. Like I love, I like every song on that it's album. But it's so not good. an amazing album. It's so good, but <laughs> so good. It's so good. Album not that good. <laughs> <laughs> so I love this fucking song so much. Mm-hmm. When you're getting towards the end of the album and you're ready for just nothing more. <laughs> You don't need any more at this point. Why do I even write the artist's name anymore? I'm just going <laughs> to write the name of the song on one. This is Neptune. This is... This song has that perfect flowing balance. It does. That you love to sing along with. Mm-hmm. And, you, and the chorus takes it even further to that level. And the bridge? Fuck. The bridge, baby. Come on. Poseidon burying his, his, his mermaids in the sea. I'm just like... I, I, I put myself, or I put Brian Fallon into Poseidon's shoes. Yeah, and myself, usually. Uh-huh. <laughs> he is a god to us, after all. He is a god, yeah. like Poseidon. Like Poseidon. You know, and he's left many a woman in his wake. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and drowned them in the sea. <laughs> um, but at the same time, this is, it's got its hopefulness. Yeah. It's got its hookiness. Could I, could I put this above Forget Me Nots? Hell yeah, I could. You just did. I just did. Maybe we believed in very, very foolish things. Call back to painkillers right there. It's calling back to painkillers. It's calling back to the early stages of the relationship that dissolved. Now the whole relationship is good and back on and still not comfortable that it's going to be great forever, but trying to stay hopeful in the moment that things are going to be good. So, I mean, I hope he can make it work this time. He's got kids with this lady. So. <laughs> Adam, yet again, a shout-out to the song Neptune. Shout-out to Neptune. <laughs> By Brian Fallon. Eleven shout-outs. <laughs> Eleven shout-outs to <laughs> Brian Fallon. <laughs> and then they throw in another... Do we need another verse right here? We do. It's the song ain't, right ain't over yet. Ferris wheels. That's the, the ongoing theme. Like, that's one of those little Easter eggs throughout all of his discography. Uh-huh. That's just for the is, fans. Is the Ferris wheel thing. Yeah, because you can interpret that as mm-hmm. an actual Ferris wheel. I, I, in-, in listening to this numerous times, I'm, I'm, he's kind of like just saying that that's just another another girl along the way. Yeah. I was chasing them. They left me feeling empty. And that was okay. I wouldn't change it for anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I the, still the murdered relish- them in my wake. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's a that's a beautiful sentiment too because like you know saying that you would never change a thing you know because I, I I feel that way too it's like regardless of how many times my heart's been broken by both like past friends and past relationships and things I I can't change I, I mean, not only can I can but I wouldn't change any exactly. of that because I'm here the person I am today because of those and because of the fallouts and because of the lessons that I learned from heartbreak. That's awesome. You are you are defined by how you cope with, um, you know, disaster. Exactly. I never kept any pictures. That's a good sentiment too. I just moved on. I I, I moved on. I, I didn't dwell. And I, I love that that visualization of like not keeping pictures of yeah. the memories and never holding any grudges. Yeah. So it's like, what are you talking about? You've held grudges for the last six How albums. How many albums wrote? have you written, bro? <laughs> it's like, I never really wanted to. <laughs> well, those weren't grudges. Those were, you know, top 20 hits. <laughs> it's like, I'd like to believe that I, I, I could be that way with all of the, the mermaids that I drowned in the sea. There right. so many of them. <laughs> Shh. We're at the bridge right now. I wish we would have heard this song live, but we didn't do this one. I know we did this one. She said tonight... My love, I declare this war 
You know, by track 10, did you need something still to hit you that emotional? And then going back into the chorus, mm-hmm. another callback <laughs> to, I think it's Painkillers, where this... That's, that's just the painkillers, isn't it? That's just the standard Brian Fallon chord progression. <laughs> I could have sworn that the he did. I feel like he, he threw that in there just to piss us off <laughs> for the people who have noticed that. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> and, I, and, and by that point, I'm already like filled with gooiness. Yeah. But I just accept it and, and just move forward with the final chorus. Exactly. And I'm just like, oh, and then we're going to go into Watson, which, you know, still. Worst song the of the worst. album. And then the closer, I mean. I, I I couldn't put that up there as like one of my favorite songs, Ooh. but it's like still the perfect closer. It's a great closer. It's the number three album of all time. It's gonna have a good closer. I'll see you and when I see you, baby. It's fucking dope. Yeah. It's fucking dope. It just wasn't in my top songs list because mm-hmm. I couldn't put all twelve of these in here. <laughs> you know? And that's what I feared. That's what I feared. Like I a, mean, not I, feared, but I, like that's kind of. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I know. We just got a shuffled. Sleepwalkers. Yeah, I knew Adam's I couldn't list. do that, so I had to throw out the ones that are just like not my favorites, mm. and that one was not one of them. Even though I love it so much. Oh boy, we are here, <sighs> top two territory. Top two. The next four songs. I'm gonna try my best. All right. Okay. All right. Number two for Mike. I'm just gonna get it started. I think you're gonna know it right away. So. I was admittedly a little frightened when I first heard this song because of how directly relatable the lyrics are to me. I've thought these exact thoughts, I've repeated them to myself almost like a mantra when I was at my lowest point. Because of my fears and my insecurities, I felt broken, unworthy, and I felt like no one will love me except and accept the amount of love that I have to give. Well, I have found someone Well, I have found love in someone who I feel is my soulmate and I truly want to spend the rest of my life with. There's always that nagging feeling in the dark parts of my brain that there's the remnants of hurt and loss that I felt in the past. That tells me... Tissues are there. We always have tissues when we do our podcast. It tells me... (laughs) Ever since fucking May. There's always that remnant of hurt and loss that I felt in the past that tells me that one day she'll figure out how broken I am. And one day she'll realize that she can do better and be, oh. and then I'll be alone and heartbroken again. This is why we don't write this shit down, Mike. Shut up, Adam. I'm supposed to improvise it. <laughs> it keeps the feelings at bay. <laughs> we don't do feelings on this show. <laughs> don't get me wrong. That's not something that I actively feel on a regular basis, but it's something that that I'd hurt myself with because I've always felt unworthy, unworthy growing up. Oh, yes. Like I said, it's a little scary how accurate this song is. And I feel like it was written specifically for me and my Damn experiences. It, uh, my favorite songs right at the beginning. Are you ready for my soul? What if I'm broken from the start? God damn. Which is... What on, if I on... never heal? What if... Are you ready for my soul? And what if I open up my heart and somehow we stumble into something real? God damn. Oh, fucking thrice. <laughs> <laughs> it for was... an album that was just kind of okay this year. Yeah. <laughs> But man, it was it was it was so like I felt like chills when I heard this song because of I course. thought it was about me. 
And it was for a guy who like is overtly devoted to yeah. his wife, and I assume is she is overtly devoted to him. <laughs> you can only it's assume. Surprising that he would be able to come up with something this. Yeah, I don't know deep. how autobiographical this is, or if it's something that he experienced himself, or something that he struggles with himself. It's, you know, it's just a powerful song too. It's it's just a song. It's just it's so haunting, and the and the and the music it carries the vocals so well, and it's, everything's just complementing one another. And it's not. It's not trying to be big on big on bombastic, and it's not trying to bum you out. But yeah. like, it, it's 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 it's. I think it's just perfect in its tone, and it, it's and like you can even hear like kind of the hurt in Dustin's in Dustin's voice. And of course, I don't know if that's something intentional because again, I, I can't tell if it's autobiographical or what. But like, it's just it's interesting. It's just a beautiful song, and like, and luckily, I mean, this band is just kind of at this point where, like, they can write a song like this. Yeah, and they don't. They've been. They a, don't need to worry about. Like, they've been together like so long. They've I been know, together twenty something years, years. At, this, at this point, and they're not like answering to a record company, being like, mm, "I don't know about this one. It's yeah. not. It's not Deadbolt." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> play Deadbolt. <laughs> oh, did you did you happen to see like um, their holiday merch? They had a they had a, <laughs> no. a, a Christmas ornament that you put up on the tree that just says "Play Deadbolt." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, only, man. only, and then, and then we'll get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's all I paid thirty five bucks for. <laughs> oh man, yeah, what a power, what a powerful song, and man, that's a song that's going to stay with me because, you know, I can't believe a Brian Fallon song beat out that song for you. In yeah. all reality, tell like, me about it. It's pretty amazing that that could happen. So, are we ready for what's your number two? My number two. Are you going to make me cry? Because I... are you ready? <laughs> For, I had a rough time deciphering if Neptune or this song was going to be my favorite. Mm. Well, your favorite, not my favorite favorite album, my favorite Uh, song off this album. Damn it, Adam. So back in February of 2018, you might have remembered the the week that we started listening to this album. Mm -hmm. I I I listened to the this album the first time. Listen to tracks one and track two. Mm. And I was like, okay, those are good. How good can this album get? <laughs> oh, boy. And then track three came on, yeah. which is Come Wander With Me. Yeah. And I was just like, whoa. Like, unexpected how great a bandage the heart you can make a song. My daddy was a bank robber. I love that line. Right there with that little, that little crawl up going into the chorus and I was like oh god he's done it again <laughs> and then you do a little chorus and then you change the chorus why would it's like how, how and then yeah and then you listen to the lyrics more and you're just like okay it's just about his awesome relationship with I assume his mom <laughs> yes this song it is might a, be about the girl but I think it's more about this song is about his mama yeah so um, take yeah. me to a place where the pain doesn't reach. Yeah. Oh. So I love singing this song to myself. Yeah. By myself, mostly by just by myself. <laughs> um, perfect Brian Fallon song. Man, it's almost, almost like my favorite Brian Fallon song. You think it's your favorite? Maybe. I don't know. I have a lot of favorite Brian Fallon songs. <laughs> At we least for 2018, your... it's my oh. favorite Brian Fallon song. Is, are we done? I'm I'm done with Brian Fallon. 
Whoa. Somebody beat out Brian Somebody Fallon. Somebody beat out. Wow. Because this song, of course, just like with my top albums, will hit me in the feels perfectly every single time, and it gets me so much readier for Edda James. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you need something in between. <laughs> Forget me not and Edda James. Um. But no, the next song makes me happy, and okay. I'll and I'll wonder and how great it is with great musicianship to to come. Adam, um, once again, shout, shout out, out to come wander with me. Man, I had a lot of shout outs. <laughs> I have a lot of favorite songs on this album. Well, I'm excited to but find I have out favoritists. Because part of me was thinking like this could be it. Oh, but it's a song about it's not. A song about daddies who weren't there. I know. Pretending my daddy was a bank robber. Mm, that's a good song. So yeah, I remember listening to this song the first time and just being like, whoa. <laughs> and I think like then into Etta James, like I, I don't really remember the middle of the album the first time I, I heard the album. Yeah. And then I remember Watson. Yeah. And so I was just I think this out al- this song just kinda like turned my brain off for a little bit because it was just that good. And it took the rest of the week to There's a lot of songs in there. I mean this song included, just like that's just it's just stunning at at how wonderfully written it is. You know? You're just like in in awe. Exactly. But it's not it's not like a complicated song though. It's not a it's 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 just a song where everything is balanced perfectly. And it's all you know it's all being carried by these emotionally heavy lyrics. If it's hard to sleep, I can bring you a dream, baby. Come uh, with me. I can bring you a dream. It, it, and never in this album is it too long, right? No, there's <laughs> like no you, song here that the that the that overstays its welcome. At even all. when they repeat a chorus at the end, and you're just like, "Good, let's yeah, hear it again." I needed that. <laughs> and that song's a good four minutes or so, right? It is. Yeah. Beautiful. Let me Beautiful flip choice. the baby over one more time. No problem. So we're getting to number ones now. I'm going to try my best. What do you think number one is? Okay, well, you you, you shouted out to, to all of these, right? <laughs> I shouted out to Forget Me Not, Come Wonder Moot Me, Etta James, also Her Majesty's Service. That is a shout out. That is a shout out. I'm 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 I'm, I'm announcing that now. Neptune. I shout out to Neptune. Neptune. Uh, so Wa- Watson. You brought shout out to Watson yeah. as well. So it would have to be Little Nightmares. Mm. It would Good have choice. to be See You on the Other Side. Good choice. It would have to be Oh God, track six. Oh, the song. <laughs> oh boy, this is. Uh, <laughs> Oh man, where do I start with this song? So this song is Proof of Life by of Ryan Life. Fallon. For some reason I blanked on the name. The <laughs> so <night. laughs> as I've been kind of saying uh, past couple weeks with some of these songs, a lot of these songs speak to me existentially. Uh, they talk, they speak to me as a person. They speak to me about... But no song kind of encapsulates all of that than Proof of Life. Because Proof of Life is a song about legacy and it's right. a song about you can't not think of your children when you listen to this song you can't not think of your children you can't not think of your loved ones and you can hope maybe your offspring will enjoy this <laughs> the yeah. same way you did you, you would hope so but like, you with favor the way I kind of um, interpreted this song was because for me personally like, there, throughout my life I've, I've always struggled with the sense of purpose sense of belonging to the world and kind of not always knowing 
what I have to contribute to, um, you know, to, to the world at whole or to the people around me. And you know, it was it was recently where I kind of un I understood that I'm here to to give love to people, and I'm there here you. to give love as best I can. And I kind of hope that you know when I'm gone one day, because I could be gone tomorrow, I could be gone in you know 50 years from now. But I hope that whoever I leave behind, whether it's just my child, maybe children, whether it's my friends, whether it's my 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 future wife, your I, friends, uh, children, again, friends, children, your better too. father to them, yeah, and um, <laughs> and their children, yeah, and whether I have grandchildren in the future, I just hope that when I'm gone, that people will remember that wow, Mike. You know, he loved people, and he loved... Is this, is this the funeral song? This is the funeral song, man. Okay. This is like the... This is, this is how I hope people remember me, and I hope that people, you know... Is, and that's how I want people to see me in life, too. I want people to, to say, like, oh, that's, this is my friend Mike. Like, you know, he, he's really passionate about things, and, you know, he's always shown me love. He's always shown people love, and he loves people go. regardless of where you're from, you know? Exactly. And that's kind of how I want to, you know, regardless of the pain that I've felt in the past and where I've been and kind of my recent journey to for self-love and things like that, I, I want to live arc. the rest of my life. The and arc that has been yeah, <laughs> the last I, however many years. And I want to live the rest of my life knowing that that I love people and people know that I love them too. Because I think... Because you know, I'm not like, I'm not someone who's gonna like change the world on a substantial way. Like I'm not a doctor, or I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not like a someone who's gonna invent something that's you know that's gonna change life for the better. You know, iPhone I'll, 11 is still waiting to be made. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's not, it's not, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not somebody who's gonna change the world in a substantial way. But I hope that I, for the people that are in my life, I hope that I change them for the good. You know, in in the love that I shared with them, and 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 the way that I kind of I want to bring out the best in people, and that's kind of how I want my legacy to be. And I feel that "See You on the Other Side" mm. is almost like a bookend for it's, that song. It's pretty much yeah, it's, <laughs> it's perfect. So there was really when, he, when when he's saying that he would count himself lucky yeah. to be able to entertain us. I assume yeah. like one of the verse. I don't know if it's the second or first verse something like that like, yeah. one of them is about her and the other one i think is about his fans yeah where he can count himself lucky for being able to entertain us mm. and that's and that's like kind of piggybacking on this yeah and i i, I can't and speaking just on the song itself too there's it's been very rare or i've heard that song and i heard the line as long as you know how i loved you that will be my proof of life when i am gone it's very there's very few times. I think it's just like when I'm at work or something, and like I know there's people around, so they, I can't cry right now. Right. <laughs> or that line doesn't at least choke me up, or at least bring a single tear to my eye. Like that. That song made me cry the first time I heard it. It made me cry today. It's just. It's a beautiful song, and I think it. I, I think, and it speaks to me the most out of all of these songs that come out this year. It's making the baby cry. It's making the baby it's cry. It's tough. It's really tough. <laughs> oh to, boy. To. to 
to not say there's a perfect Brian Fallon lyric. I am <laughs> shocked the- and somewhat appalled that Brian <laughs> Fallon is hasn't swept the Skinny Awards. There is, it's, I mean, he last didn't year, get Adam's number one. Last year, we both had I'm After sorry. the Party by The Menzinger. That's remember true. that? Yeah, I remember that. I, I couldn't have hoped, I couldn't have expected that you would have picked my number one song. It's it's just a freaking too many, too many too much greatness it's, being flowed into one top twelve yeah, list. Yeah, a lot a lot of great just songs. Can't do it all the year. time. So I'm just gonna take this for what it's worth, because every time I listen to this song, I was always like, oh yeah, this song is my favorite off this album. This song is different. It's exciting. It's going in the right direction. I for music, see some naked dudes. That one and <laughs> that was from years ago now. Oh boy. Um, and it's got those bitchin', <gasps> those bitchin' Are climbs. You kidding me? I wow. Right here in the middle of "Swell" by Tiny Moving Parts is the song "Caution," where. I mean, the, the first four tracks sucked me in. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is like my favorite album. One of them. But by track five, you're not expecting this level of consistent kind of awesomeness. Mm. Um, it's got the emotion, too. It's got the emotion. And these, the, just the dynamics on the guitar right here, going into this little chorus here. Mm-hmm. I love Nobody else does that. I mean, that's that's Nobody. like that could be a swan core thing, but it's just not. It's just it's not sweet that Midwestern technical. <laughs> tempo, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep you entertained. Go ahead. Okay. Um, and then it like shifts right here. Mm, right here, smooth transition. It's like this isn't a verse. <laughs> so, no, this is just like. And one thing that Tiny Moving Parts does really well, too, is that they, they utilize odd time signatures and odd song structures really well. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not something that you notice right away, too. It's just, it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, that, that verse doesn't belong there. I know. But it's so good, though. Yeah. And it's like it's, it doesn't need to go back and like repeat itself again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I've already said plenty about this album and how great it is. Um, but why this song over the platitudes of uh, Brian Fallon's songs? Did you, did you hear this year? Because of all of those dynamic changes. Mm-hmm. Come Wander With Me had plenty of them. Yeah. But these ones are are so not expected. Like those other ones, I could have I could have expected Brian Fallon to do something yeah, that he's cool. Pro- he's proven. So, so the surprise factor is kind mm-hmm. of... A, it over. And like I was just when I was listening to these in the context of all of my other great songs, mm-hmm. it was just like always the one that stood out the most. Yeah. And it's mostly because of these climbs right here. Mm-hmm. And then let's climb again. So yeah. It 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 just wasn't something that I was going for this year and we could have just we could have guessed Brian Fallon would have been at the top of all of these lists, but, but I was pleasantly surprised. But with that this song, he doesn't sweep our awards. He doesn't sweep. He it. doesn't sweep, and it's not his fault. No, it's he fine. he tried really hard. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think I think being at our number three and number one best album of all time, I think that's ward enough, right? I think so. <laughs> Give Tiny Moving Parts this 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 this, this great moment. Mmm, so good. Always dig it. Always that love it. That is a great it. song. Good choice, my friend. Are you sure you can accept it? I can accept that. <laughs> I can dig it. Okay. I'm just okay. shocked and somewhat appalled. I was surprised as well. Yeah. But I think maybe it was just so much Brian Fallon <laughs> that it was okay. We don't always need to suck <laughs> Brian Fallon's dick, even though we'd like to. It's going to be a Fallonless year. Yeah. 2019. Oh, that's true. We, I mean, I seriously doubt. Gaslight's gonna get back together. Menzingers are probably Menzingers. I would be not be surprised for them to have a new album. Yeah, Fallon's gonna be on tour through the end of March. Yeah, so hopefully he'll take do good, whatever he's gonna do next. Take a break. Go get hurt again so that we can have a good inspiration <laughs> for the next album. And tiny moving parts. I don't know. Do you think they'll wait a wait a year till another album? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't. They're not like a huge band either. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think. Whether they come out with another album maybe late next year, that wouldn't shock me. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, All right. Man. Well, the baby is definitely on her way. Well, why don't you something. hold her for a bit? I'll plug some stuff. Well, if you guys enjoyed this week's episode, uh, please join us again in the next coming weeks. Poor thing. I think we made her sad with all that Brian Fallon. But uh, yeah, I think the Brian Fallon made her so sad. I'm so sad. <laughs> but uh, join us in the coming weeks because we're we got a betting we got a not a betting special but a drafting special. That's right. It's going to supplement our betting special this uh, from the, from the past couple of years. We're going to try a little bit different. Uh, it's going to be point based, but uh, we will uh, share that with you guys. How about we do it now? So we'll we're going to pick. We're going to write down a list of uh, albums for one that we do know are coming out, like Mo and. Uh, the new Fever 333 and Polyenso and stuff. Right. And then albums that we're pretty sure are going to come out. And then I th- we're going to do 20 of those. And I think we should throw in like five like wild cards, like, uh, like, hmm. like albums that hmm. we may come out or maybe we don't want to come out, like the new. Yes. Yeah, like the new Attila, <laughs> which is coming out this year. I think that that's already been announced. <laughs> yeah, which is coming out this year. So like we should throw that in there, just, just kind of throw a wrench in the, in, in, in the thing. And I think we should you know, fold up all the names and throw them in a hat. Okay. Want to do, want to do the randomness of it. And then we get a point if the album comes out. So if the album comes out, what we're going to do is we're going to go to, um, the, the iTunes store and we're going to see what the user rating is. And that's going to be, the user rating is going to be our score for that album. If the album does not come out that year, you get a big fat zero. Ooh. Okay. If an EP comes out, as long as it's three songs or more, then, uh, that'll count. Interesting. As long as it's three songs or more. Yeah, I think that counts as an EP, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't like these two song EPs. Those are kind of. <laughs> so we'll hash that out. Uh, we will. We'll come up with a list of uh, band names and albums and all that and all that good stuff. And uh, in the coming weeks, we'll do a draft. Well, hopefully, when we do the f- f- Super Bowl episode, yeah, I will be excited because <laughs> one of my teams might be there. That would be awesome. Yes. But you never know. Points be damned. You've already won. You don't need to rub it in. I, no, I, I can't win the pie in the sky. It's okay. Yeah. And I mean, Tom Brady is going to be in the playoffs again this year. So <laughs> we all know what happens when he's in the playoffs. He always sure. wins. That handsome, handsome man. He's very, very flawed. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing your list, Adam. Thank you for letting me be vulnerable. And thank you, Mike, for showing the vulnerability. Thank that you. only this podcast can bring. Yeah. Nobody else is, is getting emotional on a podcast. No, that's that's dumb. That's dumb and for homosexual quiz. 
Oh, she really wants to be on the show. <laughs> like, I'm ready to talk. So let's go ahead and uh, round out the end of this episode. Thank you guys so much for, for sitting with us for the last 12 years to talk about our favorite songs. We'd love to hear what your favorite song of 2018 is and your worst. Did you uh, say 12 years? I said 12 songs. Did I say 12 years? You said thanks for sitting with us for the last 12 years. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> We're halfway there. <laughs> Thank you for sitting with us for the last 12 songs. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, and uh, we will see you in the next couple of weeks. We're going to have some fun, uh, and we're, we're most likely going to review Amo very, very soon. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then we we're going to do our draft special. So thank you guys so much. Please, again, uh, talk with us on uh, the social medias. You can talk with me on Instagram at Mike Wears Prada or my personal Facebook. I, I, I check that sometimes when I get a notification. Or you talk to the Skinny at the Skinny with Mike and Adam over on Facebook uh, for my co-host Adam. My other co-host, Iris. I'm your co-host, Mike. We did it, America. We did it. We, this, these are the songs. Any other songs are not accepted. <laughs>